Lisa Ramon and Ric Flair gotta face the ultimate maniacs at the Survivor Series. Oh yeah! Explosiveness that can never ever be recreated. A chemical combustion that forms a bond forever and ever. Which means the ultimate maniacs are totally out of control. Oh my God, out of control. That you guys backed yourselves into right here, yeah. Do you see any back door? Do you see any door which you can escape? No, you don't, because this wall is made of solid steel. It is bonded <laughs> by all the ultimate maniacs all over the world because we know how to survive. And at the Survivor Series, the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man yeah. and the Ultimate Maniac. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk, episode 185. It is your man's, it is your guy, one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember folks, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man Black, we are back in the building once again one of your favorite sportsologists back at it again. D, let's get into it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. We have some fun topics that we're going to discuss today. You know, it's really the dead time of the sports world. And if you don't really got any breaking news or any developing stories, it's been kind of slow grinding, man, until we can get ready for football season. But we're three weeks away from a live football game. All right, we've got the Hall of Fame game coming up with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders on July the 31st. So uh, we're August almost, 4th. when is it? August 4th. August 4th? I thought yeah. it was the end of the month. Mm-mm, August 4th. That's on a Thursday? That's uh, Saturday. Okay, so we're almost there. We are <laughs> almost there. Training camp is reporting, so we'll be cranking it up here shortly. Uh, but before we get into uh, everything, man, you know... I just wonder, did them boys get drug tested like that back in the day in WWE, man? You know they didn't, bro. I mean, y'all here at the beginning of the show, but our boy Warrior was on that coke, bro. <laughs> Macho Man say, look, bro, let's go hit these lines real quick, and then let's go do this promo. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, every every time we hear that, man, that thing is just so funny, bro. It's just so funny every time we hear that. But all right, man, let's go ahead and get into it. Now, Black, this past weekend, okay, this past Saturday... Um, LeBron James, all right, the king, all right, in some people's eyes, the GOAT, this man on a weekend where he could have been doing anything else in the world, decided that he was going to go out and honor the legend of the Drew League, okay, so if all, for all who don't know the Drew League, it's a legendary league that runs in the summer, kind of like the Rucker up in New York City, uh, just the West Coast uh, style of it out there, and all the greats have played out there from Kobe, James Harden, DeRozan, uh, just a lot of different great NBA talent will roll through there through the summer. Braun has played out there. Dwayne Wade has played out there. And uh, LeBron just came out of the blue and 
Let them boys know I'm coming through. <laughs> Hit up DeMar DeRozan, say, hey, can I play on your team trying to get a run? And DeMar said, hell yeah, you can come out here and play on my team. That's exactly what he said on the footage that I seen. And uh, LeBron was in the Drew League. Now, Black, the significance of this is, you know, as far as, you know, as a basketball fan, it's huge. Can you imagine being in L.A. on a Saturday? You already going to the Drew League. You know, you're already going to see, you're going to see DeMar's team. And the next thing you know, they let you know that LeBron James is getting ready to come through. I just want to talk about, you know, guys at LeBron James's stature don't do things like this. Now, this ain't this is not a young LeBron. I'm not talking about 2011. Mm-hmm. This is year 19 LeBron, solidified, top one, top two, top three, depends on who you ask. This man is about to break the all-time points, and he got championship, all this. But this man loved the game so much, bro, that he wanted to pull up to the Drew League. And boy, was it a show to see. Just very fun as a basketball fan. What'd you think about it, Black? Oh, it was cool to watch, man. Uh, shoot, I got ecstatic about it. I, I think I called you, I texted you like six in the morning, like, bro, what's going right. on? Here, I was so excited about it. And uh, when we was texting about it, he was like, bro, this huge, bro. Yeah. You know, to see him going to Drew. And, and, and my first thing was, you know, I feel like LeBron may not have the opportunity. This was the best time for him to do it. Because right. LeBron, we don't know when he's going to be gone. You don't know what his schedule is going to be like. And, right. you know, he. I think he just wanted to show his love to the Drew. Right. You know, because it was a point in time where the Drew was like the platform from these guys when it was uh, when they were being locked out. All right. You know, and uh, all we got to see Kobe, we got to see KD, we got to see LeBron. I mean, you got to see James Harden. Some of the best, they went to the Drew to have that platform so they could still, you know, play basketball. And Drew allowed that. But the Drew has grown so much over the years and yeah. years. And, and and it's still big. And, to, to, and, and I think uh, LeBron also realized that, that this, could, this is huge. And I don't know when I'm going to get another opportunity to uh, show my face at the Drew or go hoop at the Drew. Mm-hmm. So I think that had a lot to do with it, too. And then I think something else that had to do with it, too. We've been seeing LeBron this offseason. I mean, he's been doing a lot of traveling, a lot of training. I know this, I, this this might be some show. of the most time he's had on his hands out of any season he's been in the league this offseason. Yeah, you know, on his longest offseason. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the injuries he had that really started his uh, summer Earlier than a uh, little didn't supposed to, so I think that too him wanting to get back and get, get a run, get a run in and uh, play some basketball. I think that also played a part in this too. But man, just to see him out there with with these kids and I mean with these with these young men getting a run in, it just looked like <laughs> it just kind of felt like they just getting a real good pickup running and looked like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just looked fun. It was bro. young ball, man. And, and, and it's crazy to watch LeBron. He was going at the ref and the Drew. I'm yeah. like, bro, LeBron going to be Brian wherever, wherever he play he at. at. Wherever he play at. Wherever he at. But, man, I enjoyed seeing it. I think LeBron really just wanted to show love to the Drew, in my opinion, show love to them. And also, man, get some burn and, and, and show what he's been working on and show some of the some of the stuff he been in the gym in the lab working on so and that drew gave him that platform to do that and it was good to see him play with demar Derozan 
because that's uh, one combo I wanted to always see play together. And to see them play together in the Drew, that was a big deal. I enjoyed every every minute of it. It was fun, man. It just was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed seeing it. You get to see these NBA players go and play at these summer leagues. Um, and it's just fun, man. And, and then I like the Rico Hines runs um, that they do. And, you know, most of the times, the only time we really get to see is like the highlights just on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. So the Rico Hines runs, especially the ones from last year, um, everybody knows, well, two years ago, the, the famous Devin Booker line where he was like, I get double team in the league every night. Now I got to get double team now here. So you, it's just good to see those guys being able to compete in the gym setting. And um, that's something I wish I could be on the front of the wall for, man, because I can imagine the type of trash talk that is going on inside of those gyms when it ain't no NBA game. And they just really hooping, bro. Yeah. And this is the best of the best. So it was good to see Bron out there. And like you said, it was for the city. You know, LeBron is an adopted son of L.A. You know, it, everybody, you know, is not going to view LeBron as an, you know, as he, they probably won't even view him as a Laker when he leaves. You know, because he's he he wasn't born into it like Magic and Kobe and like, but he's came in and he showed his respects. He's won a title, and I think the city of Los Angeles has been like, you know what, man, salute, bro. Like, you can't do no wrong here. You know what I'm saying? I think all the love and admiration that he's getting out there was kind of stamped coming down to the Drew. This year, 19, bro. This the goat. This the goat. Down in the Drew League. You know what I'm saying? So that just shows his commitment and his dedication to the game. And for him to get a city that, man, that was dope, man. I think LeBron, he received something back just being in that arena. And if you've seen any of the, the clips of the on Uninterrupted and YouTube, you can just tell it was just all authentic. It was all authentic. Like, Brian, he was one of the hoop. He was in it by himself. Mm-hmm. Brian pulled up by himself. Yeah. <laughs> the going down hoop, and then he got about it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just really, really enjoyed seeing that, man. And, so. the, one, and the one thing that else that really stood out, man, how he was interacting with everybody. He was acting, interacting yeah. with the little kids on the sideline. Yeah. Some people who hadn't seen him in a while at the Drew. Yeah. And you see, to see Draymond, uh, Quavo, those guys, type Pulled of guys up. there. Even, even him and um, the ball father had a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was good LeVar. to see. His, him mm-hmm. and LeVar had a moment. And that was even good to see because, you know, they they probably don't interact on a lot of occasions sure. as well. So it was just good to see him interact with people who hadn't really been in his presence. And you can tell it, man, every time this man took a shot or did anything, the crowd just went crazy. Who's and You know, and, and then to see the line form outside two and three hours early like somebody going to get a pair of J's or some Yeezys or something. <laughs> like it was crazy to see the atmosphere in there. And I mean... This thing didn't get announced to the day of. The morning like that, of. The morning of. Yeah. So it was crazy that they were able to put, I mean, it literally was like the bleachers and standing room around the court. Yeah, it was cool like, to see. Like, they couldn't even take the ball out of bounds because there was so many people up in there. It was cool. But like you say, man, I would have just loved to be a fly on the wall to be up and be in something, that atmosphere, just to see how that was because yeah. some of these some of these guys at the Drew, you got to realize something. They may not be able to get a chance to go to the... Uh, Go, go to crypto and go see LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was their opportunity to have a chance to see LeBron and then and then doing something at the Drew and giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was dope. It was just dope to see all the way around, man. And I was glad that uh, it went down. All right, but let's go transition over to the shop. All right, the shop is LeBron's uh, show. All right, him, Maverick Carter created this show, man, and it was once on HBO and now it's you know uh, exclusively on the uninterrupted. YouTube page, okay, so that's where you can get it. And LeBron has some comments on there, and I, and me and Black was, you know, prepping for the show earlier, and 
I kind of kind of brushed it off, and then I, you know, I kind of got to thinking about it. I say this would be a great opportunity to show that, you know, we can have some objective conversations about LeBron. So let's go ahead and start with the first thing, man. So the whole uh, the, the 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 Jason Tatum thing. All right, the Jason Tatum thing. And LeBron, I should have cut up the clip, but I didn't. But basically what LeBron said was that, you know, yeah, you know, he understands what Jason's going through. Uh, he didn't play up to his standards, but he had a hell of a season. He's 25. They'll be back. You know, not too many people can relate. You know, he went through what I went through when I faced the Spurs. And, you know, he's going against the Warriors. Okay. So, I told Black that I felt like LeBron shouldn't have quote unquote came to the aid of Jason Tatum. And sometimes when LeBron is in front of a camera, in my opinion, I'm not saying LeBron puts on, but I think LeBron is taking an opportunity to expl explanation point his thoughts, you know, and say it in a way where it can come off as polarizing or it can come off as a trend a trendsetter on twitter or something like that i ain't saying there's nothing wrong with that but on the premise for lebron premises to think that for lebron to think that when jason tatum celtics going up against the warriors in this year's finals is comparable to him going against the, uh, the san antonio spurs when he was 24 or whatever he was when he went to the finals I think he was younger than that. Wasn't he younger than... I think he was younger than 25. 23? He was yeah, 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 something yeah. like that when he went to the finals. <clears throat> I just think he was just throwing some cape out there to JT. But I don't think he should have did it. I think LeBron, could have. they could have had a broader conversation about it. But I just kind of feel like he came to his defense. And Brian's everybody big bro. He's everybody's big bro. I mean, who have you not seen LeBron interact with on a big bro status? I mean, it's a lot of guys. And I, I just I just wish, you know, that these kids will have to go through the same thing that LeBron did when he came up. Because nobody won cable for LeBron. Yeah. He, nobody won cable for him. I just wish he would have kind of stayed away from it. I really didn't need to hear that from him. Yeah, for, for and for, for me with it, um, I think it was more of a LeBron, LeBron is really seeing the, the, the backlash that um, Tatum is getting. From this finals, especially with him being up 2-1 and not being able to, you know, get to the point where he can close the Warriors out. But um, I feel LeBron when he said that he's, you know, taking up for a kid because they see a lot. Tatum, you know, we were just on a few episodes talking about Tatum in basketball season, talking about this kid is coming. We, right. It was a point we were talking about he might be top five this year. Right. You know, so I believe LeBron realized that the, the kid is on his way. He yeah. just, it's, it's just a... It's just a, a bump in the road for him. And, you know, Brian, you know, Brian got that platform, so he wanted to let it be known, you know, how he feel about Tatum and, and, and him being back. But I, the one point I do agree with you on, I don't think he need to put him himself and Tatum in the same category because it's totally different. It was? It's totally different. LeBron literally was out there by himself playing against the Spurs, and he still averaged almost 40 against the Spurs, you know. So it was... <clears throat> I love the interview. I like the fact that he take that time to really, uh, how do you have the guys back? Like you said, look at him like they look him. He look like look at these guys like like they uh he's the big brother. So I like the fact that he has that uh, platform to have these guys back, especially guys like Tatum because he Tatum just gonna learn from this and get better. You know he he has to because when you get on that stage, you got to be re ready for it. And then some teams are just not ready for it. They they happen to to run into a well experienced team who took advantage of a young team who's never been there before, who's never done it. You know, so uh, I have no problem with him doing what he did. The I uh, I actually uh, 
actually like what he did in standing up for Jason Tatum because the kid been getting a lot of backlash, but that comes with the territory as well. Yeah, it just comes with it. Yeah. And Tatum has to see how he can grow from this. Like I said, I ain't saying nothing wrong with LeBron coming to the dude's uh, defense, but you know anything he says is going to be extra magnifying glass. Yeah. On top of it You know Brian made some other comments On the shop You know that was a very good episode You can see it on YouTube right now Go ahead and watch it After you listen to the sports desk But uh, they were talking about His disdain for the Boston Celtics Faithful Can't wait to see the first game LeBron is back in the Boston Garden uh, Made some cold state they just, they, You know that's a racist fan base And uh, he hates them And that's the one fan base That he just you know And, and, and he cleared it up And you know It ain't obviously everybody in the building but the premise of the fan base, he, he feels it's a racist fan base. And if you know anything about the city of Boston, that's just been kind of thrown out there by professional athletes a lot. Look what Draymond Green just went through in the finals. Look what he just went through. His wife and his mom and everybody in the stands, and they've been just throwing all this derogatory type of stuff that's unnecessary. If you're talking about sports, it's one thing. But then, of course, personal attacks are another. And then LeBron, you know... And this is another thing I don't like that LeBron went into. They talked about the man in the arena. And the man in the arena, you know, uh, this is a it's a famous speech that Theodore Roosevelt spoke on. And basically, you know, you go see how it feels to go to war. Do you know what it's like to go to battle? Do you know what it's like to, you know, be at the height? And LeBron has taken that moniker and ran with it. He writes man in the arena on his sneakers before he goes and plays. But the one thing I do not like, LeBron and other athletes, they sit there and say, these people don't bother me who sit up here and talk about basketball. They, they've never played at the highest level. They don't know what it's like to have your heart rate over 60 and go have to go. Da, da, da. I understand where they're coming from. As athletes uh, with that ability and the pressure and the stress that comes with completing expectations, I get it. But at the same time, I also feel like any sport that you're watching, if you have the intellect to break down, assess, and give an honest critique mm -hmm. of it, that should be something that is should be a-okay. It should be a-okay, but these athletes are so sensitive. They are. They're so emotional, and maybe rightfully so. But I don't like the fact when the conversation switches over to everyday Joes like myself in black, who are out here doing what we're doing right now we have a breakdown of a football or a basketball game but someone sits up here and tells us oh you've never played in front of twenty thousand people or you didn't even play college ball or did you even play high school ball that don't have nothing to do with understanding the art of the game that don't have nothing to do with it no i've never played pro nothing but I love the game and I take the time to understand it and I've seen it over 30 plus years of my life I think I can have a conversation about someone's performance and it's a simple statement if you play bad then I have the right to talk about how bad you played if you don't want me to talk about you then don't play bad then don't play bad so I, I, I didn't I understand what Braun was saying but I don't agree on the premise that he rolled it out what about you Black? um I don't agree with anything you said in that one, honestly, D. Mm -hmm. And I know that probably shock you. No, I don't. I, <laughs> because at the end of the day, like you just said, we have a job to do. Media media people have a job to do. Yeah, we got a job to do. They don't have to be basketball savants or play the game. If I'm sitting in front of a TV screen and I'm a media person and my TV's telling me and my eyes are telling me, that you're playing like crap, I have to speak on that the next day. I can see it. I can see it. It's very clear. 
<laughs> it's very clear. Right. So I don't feel like these athletes need to be getting in their emotions. It just come with part of the territory. It come with it, bro. That's what they, that's what they do. You have a job to do on the basketball court, and media and all these people that follow you around, they have a job to do as well. Right. Because you know what? Without them, you wouldn't be in the media as much as you are. You wouldn't people wouldn't be talking about you as much. Right. You need media people so they can have so they can have things to talk about. Right. You need the D's and the Ernie, the D's and the Blacks of the world, the Shannons and the Skips of the world, the Stephen A's and uh, the Mad Dogs of the world. Like, <laughs> you need those people. You need those people. They have a job to do, and it's it's to critique everything that you're doing on the basketball court. Right. You wanna you wanna be perfection. You wanna you wanna succeed and do all the good things, but when something comes up. You don't want people to talk about it. And I hate when they drag you, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It, because man. it's you being my favorite player, the GOAT in my opinion. If you don't show up, we're going to come get on this mic and talk about you. Yeah. So I don't think, I think athletes need to really get out their feelings. Like Kevin Durant, LeBron, these guys just need to stop because everyone has a, you have a job to do. Media has a job to do. It's going to get talked about regardless of how you feel. You can have an opinion, oh, good and well, but it's not going to stop what's happening. It's not going to stop it. So you saying that is just, it's just making you look like a whiner, in my opinion. Well, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think that I understand it. I understand where they're coming from. I, I don't want, I don't know what it's like to be a professional star. We don't. So on on that end, I'm going to give them grace on that because if you check your TV, if you listen to the radio, if you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram, that's got to be a heavy experience. That everywhere you turn, there is a mouthful coming here, a mouthful coming here. I get it. It, it can be extremely overwhelming. But to deflect it and say, hey, these people who are out here talking, like they don't they don't know what it's like to walk in my shoes. So. They can't say anything about what's going on, on the floor. Well, that, that, that's that's bogus. That's bogus. So on one side, like I said, I shoot them bell. I watch it. LeBron James was 16 years old on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Michael Jordan couldn't get out his car to go buy a pair of drawers without being mobbed by men. I just watched a documentary on The Rock today. The WWE superstar The Rock. This man pulled up to a CVS and got out of his car and was mobbed. You so I I, I get it. It never turns off because people are enamored by the celebrity. They're mm. enamored of your talent. So when you, whether you're LeBron, whether you're uh, uh, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, you anybody, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, it doesn't matter. When you set foot <laughs> in a public forum to display your talents, and if that talent on that day is not very good, well, guess what's going to happen? It is going to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they don't know that because I know that they do. But I got to think, like you said, Blake, I got to think a lot of it, they sometimes forget that this comes with the territory. Yeah. If someone listens to our show today and they say, damn, Black, they was trash on episode 182. They was trash. We can't get upset at sure that. Sure can't. Sure can't. The only thing we can do is have a conversation and say, well, why do you feel that way? Tell us why. The same way we tell them why they played bad. You turned the ball over 10 times in the first quarter. <laughs> you had, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all in the same thing, and, man. And then the thing to get me, and I know we finna move on, like you, <laughs> superstars and basketball players, football, they have these, all these opinions about the media. Well, if you have an opinion about the media, why don't you go sit down with them? 
That's what, what you go sit down with them. But it probably it's probably something they don't want to do or something to get drawn out or to be a you know. But you have an opinion on them. But if someone's saying something, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about it. Well, now what you they- just want to use your platform to kind of down what people's job is and what they're doing. I get it. You're you LeBron James all over the world. And you probably can't catch a break anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But people have a job to do. And they have to realize that just like they have jobs to do. And yeah. it's not up it's not up to them to to say uh what this about to be them. They press ain't never being up. No. You don't you don't you don't know that. You don't know that. That's not your place to say that because you wouldn't want them to speak on you like that. But they're they also got a job to do. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of these athletes are there making their own platform. They got their own podcast now, and I like that. These athletes can go and speak their mind and speak how they feel without having to deal with the one-on-one interviews with a Skip Bayless or a Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith. I like it. I watch a bunch of athlete content. The Iman Shumper podcast. Uh, 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 what is the, the uh, up in, what is the uh, uh, Stephen Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes? Uh, all the smoke. Yeah, all the yeah. smoke. I like Knuckleheads with Darius Miles and Quinn Richardson. I watch the pivot. I watch. I am. I watch it all. Mm-hmm. I watch it all, bro. So I do appreciate the fact that they do get to come out, tell their story, they way, and get whatever it is out their chest. But the only thing, like I said, I don't agree with is to switch. That's turned on to tell somebody who's watching clearly what is taking place that they don't get the right to talk about what they seen. That's my only beef. Okay. And I'm super cool with LeBron saying that he don't care what nobody think about him. I'm cool with that. You shouldn't think that way. You shouldn't think that way. And I was here to him. I was happy to hear him talk about his development when he maybe was around 25, 26. That's when the switch started to happen. Well, he had to grow to get there. Because he, he just sat there and told us his first five, six years in the league, he cared. He just told us he cared what everybody thought. What everybody thought. So I enjoyed it, man. But at the same time, bro, like let's not sit here and be like, oh, y'all can't, y'all can't have a conversation, bro. <laughs> y'all can't do that. Like our like our opinion don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? In their opinion, it might not. But guess what? It's it might just, mean something to somebody else. Exactly. And somebody is looking for some type of outsource, like we do every day. Yeah. After a big sporting event, what do we do? We watch Undisputed. We watch first tape. And we go to work. We and go talk to work. About, we talk yep. at the water cooler. We come mm-hmm. together and do the sport. We all breaking it down. Yeah. We all breaking it down. So let's be cool now. All right. All right, man. Let's transition over, man, over to the WWE Black This A&E documentary series that they have going on. It's fantastic, man. This week, we got the story of Bill Goldberg. All right. Black. I was thinking what I wanted my words to be short and sweet about this documentary and about the rise of Goldberg. And if I had to think of a phrase, what would best describe Bill Goldberg's career? What object would describe his 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 superstardom ascension? He was literally like a firecracker taking off in the sky and exploding. (laughs) I mean, literally one minute you saw this guy in all black trunks, freaking nature, like who the hell is that? Just wrecking dudes. A streak starts to build up. Okay, 10 and 0, 15 and 0, okay, cool, 20 and 0, 30 and 0. And then he just keeps wrecking more guys. Wrecking more guys. Wins the United States Championship and beats Raven on Monday Night Nitro. Okay, now he got a piece of gold around his waist. 
The fans are starting to rile up. He's becoming a bigger superstar. And what this documentary really laid out for me that I was able to get a better understanding at the age that I am now mm -hmm. versus two. And I'm so grateful that I was able to experience it as a JIT. Yes. Because I, I didn't want to know what I know now. <laughs> so it's so cool now to be able to piece everything together experiencing what we did and now we're getting basically the stories to kind of tie everything together hulk hogan went to them and said goldberg gotta get the belt off me i'm not missing this train with this guy look at what's happening hogan is the biggest star in the world mm -hmm. in wrestling he's the champion the nwo is running wild and he goes to the head man at WCW and say, it's got to be him. They quit. And they ask Hogan, when do you want to do this? He said, let's do it next Monday night. They're like, what? In Atlanta, Georgia. In the Georgia Dome. And I remember that night. Shout out to my pops, man. I remember that night, dog. And you kind of felt like Goldberg was going to win, but you just didn't know. Because this is Hogan. And to see him, to see Goldberg with tears in his eyes, and relive that moment with all his teammates having him in the ring. He beats Hogan. He has both United States and World Championships in his hand. And just to see the extension and how he catapulted to superstardom so quickly. We had never seen that in wrestling before. And we haven't seen it since. Bill Goldberg was a smash mouth superstar. And he made it count when it mattered most. And this guy, he's a legend because of that. The flash in the pan. He is a legend because of, in the short amount of time that he was great, he indeed was that. He was great. Black, what are your thoughts on the Goldberg man, documentary? Man, let me tell you something. Um, coming up, man, like, to see this documentary, and I got to watch it in its entirety today. And looking at it, looking back as a kid, man, and this guy literally was like a superhero for us. Yeah, that's facts. Like, that's I can facts. remember us having conversations about Bill Goldberg. That's fact. When they announced this match with him and Hogan, we was trying to find a way to get together, but we just couldn't do it because yeah. it was too <laughs> last minute. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I mean, we were little kids. We were some young kids. We were young boys. When this, when this was going on. So this was everything to us. Like, we had never yep. seen a force of nature like this in the WCW. Yeah, we had Hogan. Yeah, we had The Hill with him in NWO, all of us. That was great. But to see Goldberg come in, and we did not know who this guy is. Did not know who he was. You know what I'm saying? And then he just wrecking people. Like, I was like, man, because Raven was one of those wrestlers for me that was pretty good. He was. And when he wrecked Raven to win the United States title, I can remember as a kid, like, oh, man. <laughs> Like this is this boy the real deal. Yeah. But now as a grown person, like you said, to see the story, like I would have never knew that this man was thirty years old. Never would have thought he, I, that. He literally said football was his thing. He didn't want nothing to do with wrestling. He did not want to do it. But somebody literally said, "Look, man, look at you. You got a wrestler's physique. You can do some things." And to hear, um, what's my oh Jim man, Ross. to hear Jim Ross say, "Man, he." Coach, I mean, he refereed some of his games in high school. In, in high school, then it's just how ironic how they both came entwined to become and I mean, end up in wrestling together as well. Like just to hit a little stories. It was cool about man. it, and then it freaking cool. the one thing in the documentary that really stood out. And I'm a, I'm a wrap up, bro. Good. Um, Bret Hart, he trash, bro. I mean, not Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret Hart, he trash, bro. 
they knew he knew they knew they let him know that Goldberg's role. He was role. You know, he was going into a match where, you know, Goldberg didn't it was only literally like Paul Heyman said, he only had a few a few moves. He had the spear and the jackhammer. You know what Goldberg was gonna do and for Bret Hart to say that the guy uh, potent, I mean, intentionally tried to hurt him and do all this. He was kind of trash for that because Goldberg still was at the point where he was trying to figure things out in the wrestling ring. Because the man literally, the longest match we had ever seen him in was with Hulk Hogan. But Hulk Hogan even said, he was like, I'm going to carry this thing. You just follow my lead. And he did. You just follow my lead. And but did. Bret Hart didn't want to be that type of guy. He didn't want to kind of throw him under the bus. Make it seem like he tried to hurt him for ring and end his career. Goldberg's not that type of guy, man. And you see, and I and I'm happy they they showed that because I never would have knew that for uh, Bret Hart to you know kind of do Goldberg like that and make him look like a bad guy and to kind of put salt on his name and then people start feeling some type of way about him. Yeah. And I didn't I, I didn't I didn't appreciate that, but man, to see all the stories about Goldberg with football and everything it went to all the injuries, it was just amazing to watch. I enjoyed it. It was great. Me, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I'm always gonna look at Goldberg as that young little boy on WCW. Yeah. That's go, that's gonna always be my memory of him. Without these stories, he was a, a real life super. He even said he was superhero for kids. Yeah. He said that's the one of the reasons he came back so his son could see it. So his son could see. So it. he can experience it. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was—a superhero for guys like us that was watching wrestling at such a young age. Loved the documentary. They did a great job. Um, I I I I, prom I had never seen nothing on Goldberg before this documentary, and to see that and the way they told the story, it was good to watch. D. Yeah, it was dope, man. If y'all haven't seen these documentaries, man, A and E, A and E, every Sunday going forward, they're dropping a brand new one, eight o'clock. They come on. Uh, this is their second season doing them. They they you got Shawn Michaels, you got Stone Cold, you got the Undertaker out there. Now the Bill Goldberg, hard, uh, Booker T, just so many different ones out there, man. If, if you want, I'm some excited about next week too. Me too, the Bella, Bella Twins. Twins. I yeah, want to see that. So definitely check out these documentaries, man. And uh, you know they're great. They're great. All right, real quick, man. One last bit of wrestling. Now a lot of people don't. I don't really people hear people talk about Kane versus Undertaker. You don't hear a lot about it. And I'm glad that the WWE put this piece out, WWE Rivals, Undertaker and Kane. And I was wondering, like, how are they going to spin this off? Like, I don't even remember their rivalry being that long. And then it just lets you know how much you forget as you grow so the base of the story that they brought man the undertaker pretty much i'm gonna speed this thing up undertaker's dead man character had really kind of come to a, a almost a screeching halt he's done the you know the demonic dead man thing for so long and they paired him up with Shawn michaels for a run just to try to get some excitement back into the undertaker's career it was doing okay but it wasn't what they wanted they wanted more and Shawn. He was still dealing with the Bret Hart stuff going on while he was dealing with the Undertaker thing. So, Sean had all the heat. Yeah. And then they had the brilliant idea to say, we need to create an adversary, an opponent for him. And Bruce Pritchard, if you don't know who he is, he is a mega mind Man. guru for some of the top characters ever created. And he created Kane. And they tell you the story. Obviously, Undertaker, Cain, and Abel, they took the storyline from the Bible and applied it to the Undertaker and ran with this whole 
um, storyline, man, of uh, Paul Paul Bearer taking care of Kane. Uh, when he was burnt down in the fire. Y'all go watch the documentary. See, but here's the thing that I was so reminded of: the bad blood pay per view in your house, just the arrival of Kane. <laughs> I get chill bumps right now just thinking about it. Because I watched that pay-per-view live. Shout out Freddie Briggs. Me and Freddie Briggs was together over at my house off Lim Turner. <laughs> we had the bootleg cable set up, but we was able to see the pay-per-views. And Sean was beat to a bloody death. Mm-hmm. And Taker was going in for the win. Them lights went black. And then you hear Kane's music. And we're like, what is, what's going on? Did they lose power? <laughs> like, what's happening? You see the cameras flicking up. Me and Fred sitting there like, what is going on? And then you see him. This big massive man, 6'10, 6'11, red and black, and we were speechless the entire time. He rips the door off the cage, and the storyline began. And I was so glad that WWE did this because I was reminded of how excellent that this was. And Undertaker may be right. I'm gonna have to go and visit that. Undertaker says this is the greatest storyline ever. Mm, it might be. It might be. It might be. But we'll talk about that. Black, what are your thoughts on the rivals between Undertaker versus Man, Kane? the main thing that stood out to me, D, when you think about it all from their rivalry to the Brothers of Destruction. Yes. D, they was able to build on this for two decades. Yes. I didn't realize like, that. I, I was like, what? Yeah, when, he, man. When, when, when Undertaker said two decades, I was like, I like when? they don't even seem. But if you look at all the stuff, man, yeah. they were. Able, I even forgot Kane was world champion. Yep. At a point, him and 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 him and uh, Undertaker met in the uh uh um, what's the match? Oh man, bear me alive match. And man, I didn't even. I was like, man, I was reminded of these matches that they had, man, and 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 to see that they were able to all the WWE was able to use all that and to have two decades of Kane and Undertaker. That's amazing. Yeah. But man, like you said, D, like. Kane's arrival, man, was just Epic, like man. it was. It was chilling. Is it the greatest it arrival you've ever seen? Like it, it, it has it the, to be because yeah, we were already at the point with with the Undertaker. Oh man, like he already had our blood pressure high, and then you bring up this guy, you bring out this guy in red and black, and it's supposed to be his brother. But the one thing, but the one thing, man, that stood out to me, looking at this documentary and remembering as a kid watching live. The look on the Undertaker's yes, face. Sir. Yes, sir. We had never, never. in our life never. seen the Undertaker look like that. This man was distraught. He didn't know what he was looking at. He killed it. He was like, where in the hell did my brother come from? He killed it. He killed he it. He sold it so, so well. good. Dude. So well. And I was like, oh, man, look at the Undertaker. Like, he, he all shook. over the page. He shook. Like it was amazing it was to see that moment. It was fantastic. And then to see this man who ain't saying nothing just towering face to face with Big the Undertaker. And we like, oh, oh. boy. <laughs> <laughs> but man, great stuff. The thing that stood out about the documentary D and all that was the was the really the two decades things of the, yeah. the the brothers of destruction and then their rivalry on top of that. It was awesome. So man. this it was amazing times, man, when Kane and Undertaker were put together in, in different matches and storylines. It was awesome, man. I, I, and I'm just I'm just glad that we got a chance to be reminded. Yeah. Cause when they said over two decades, I said, well. <laughs> well was the two decades at? Cause when they announced the rivalry roster that they were gonna be showing, I was like, what what, what, what they gonna do with this? <laughs> and boy, did they show 
straight me out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So that was a good one. Again, the WWE documentaries, the WWE rival documentaries, if you're into uh, nostalgic, old, not old school wrestling, but from our day wrestling, man, y'all go check these things out. They are beautifully done. Mm-hmm. The stories are incredible. And like I said before, we were fortunate enough to experience it as naive kids. And now as grown men, we're able to connect the dots hear the stories and yeah. it makes you relive it all over again I literally I literally was almost feeling like a kid again mm-hmm. watching these things man so it's so dope y'all go check them out man and um, enjoy enjoy alright alright man so we're gonna go ahead and move along alright we're gonna talk about some college football on some levels but black <clears throat> shout out to our homies man in the green room shout out Dunbar Shout out Tyrone Koppel, our college football correspondent. Um, we got the green room going on, man, and um, we had a <laughs> we had some interesting rapid fire conversations about a list that came about, <laughs> and this list, you know, started a great debate, and I'm glad it came when it did because we was able to add it to the show. Now, uh, the Brandon Walker show. Uh, this is from Barstool Sports. Brandon Walker has his own show on there. On Barstool Sports, you can check it out on iTunes and all that. Spotify, go check him out. He came out with the most electrifying college football players of all time. Okay, so we did have some gripes here. So I'm going to run down the names, and then we're going to have a talk. At number 10, he had Joe Burrow, 9, Peter Warwick, 8, Barry Sanders, 7, Bo Jackson, 6, Johnny Manziel, 5, Cameron Newton. Number 4, Pat White. Number three, Vince Young. Number two, Reggie Bush. And number one, Michael Vick. All right. Now, Black, I'm going to go ahead and set the tone. The first thing that came through from Black was, well, why the hell Joe Burrow on there from Black? (laughs) Why the hell is Joe Burrow on there coming from Black? Now, Black, let's go ahead and start with Burrow. Black, I think I agree with you, obviously, but... (laughs) Why, why do you think they added Joe Burrow to the list of top most electrifying players of all time? Bro, I'm still trying to figure it out why they got him on there. But, man, like, LSU was a juggernaut, man. Right. They had so many weapons. Had so many weapons. I mean, on the outside in the backfield. I'm like, they had so much. It was easy for Joe Burrow. You know, even though the, I think they... They giving him the respect of that season that he put together. Sure. The kid threw over 60-something, accounted for over 60-something touchdowns. Sure. And won the Heisman Trophy. But, D, we talk about electric. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about get you out your seat and have you like, boy. On the edge of your seat. On the edge of your seat. And um, and, and he, he, that, he didn't do that. He wasn't that. He wasn't that, D. And that's why I said he can't be in there because he, he wasn't electric. No. You know, you. His team you, was. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me let me real quick before you go to the next person. Well, we this is what I define as electric. If I'm sitting here at, over here at the crib with D and we sitting in the office watching the game, and if it's a play that happens, I want y'all to really understand what electric is. I get up on my feet and almost knock my homeboy down. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he Several grabbing times. me like black. Several Yo. times. Several times. Yo. Great times. That's what electric is. Uh-huh. Get you out your seat. Change the atmosphere of a game. Get the crowd into it. 
I had to realize that because we had started getting into numbers and this, and it's not about it's numbers. Not about, I'm glad you said that. It's not about numbers. I'm glad you said it's that. It's about the players who can get you out your seat and give you that Saturday day, Saturday night excitement. That's yep. what this list is about. But yeah, D-Man, he definitely didn't give us that, and Joe Burrow don't deserve to be on that list. Yeah, Joe Burrow, this is ridiculous that he was <laughs> on this list. And I'm looking at the list like, man, this is wild. Now, I mean, honestly, you know, as I go through this, don't got a problem with Peter Ward, do you? No, I don't. Nope. Uh, I'm not old enough to remember Barry Sanders at college, but I did go and watch some YouTube highlights of him. And, I mean, if you go look at the highlights... I don't know if he's most electrifying on it. So I don't, I, I didn't see him. Shouldn't be on there. I, I, I'm cool with that, but yeah. I, I'm just saying I didn't see him. Yeah. All right. And then we move on to Bo Jackson. Now, the Bo Jackson highlights in the NFL and what he did. I mean, those highlights stand out more than what he did in college. Now, he was dominant now. Barry Sanders was dominant for him, but electricity. We talking about Rocky Maivia. <laughs> Electricity. That's what we're yeah. talking about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get him out of here too. Cam Newton, I'm cool with Cam. Yeah, I'm cool with Cam being I'm over cool there. Cause that yeah, Auburn. Man, Cam dropped Cam Man. jumped from the 15 yard line into the end zone against Clemson. And Clemson, then, the <laughs> and then and got the up and shake his head like this. I, hey, I'm hey, cool we with was Cam. rolling. Oh yeah, we was rocking. <laughs> so I'm cool with Cam sitting at five four. We talked about this on Pat White. Man. D, let me go real quick. Go ahead. Now, we had some conversations at work. Go bro, ahead. Go ahead. About this Pat White thing. Okay. And I had to really, I had, we had, we had got into numbers and what they did in their years. And I, I had to really go home and look and see. And I had to, I, mean, I said, man, let me look up electric and see the, the definition of it. <laughs> and it was just what I said. It's atmosphere, crazy atmosphere. Get you out your seat. That's what it is. And Pat White was that and some. His numbers might have not been like everybody else's number, but when that brother got the ball in his hand, they're like, oh, man, he had Slayton and Noel Devine. Okay, but still. When he had that rock. When he had that rock. I'm telling you, man, I can remember this guy like it was yesterday at West Virginia. Yeah, man. Like the stuff that this kid was doing, he was like, man, what? Yeah. And, and the guys that we want to put on this list, like that's supposed to be on this list, they looked at Pat White because Pat White was like one of the first ones to really get that thing jigging for real. He was electric. Though. He might have not had the, the the blow your mind numbers, but man, to see him, he got you out your seat. He, he was like he that. got he was like that. We had conversations. Is we were younger then. We had conversations about the guy like D. He was in the house and running too. Man, this this boy is the truth. Yeah. So for me. Everybody else didn't agree that we were having conversations about it. Okay. They didn't agree, but for me, he on that list, D. I don't know about you. He on the list for me. Okay. I would I would have him a little further down, not that high. Okay. But um he definitely makes that list for electrifying players in college football. Yeah, of course. I mean, I remember it. <laughs> and and I had some conversation as well at, at, at work and and Man, a lot of people just forgot about Pat White, and, <laughs> and, and I pull, and I pulled up some YouTube clips, and they watching all that, bro. I don't even remember. some uh, actually a, a person actually said they don't even remember this dude, yeah. and he like 34, 35. I don't know how you don't remember. I don't know because him Slayton, no college football, yeah, him and Slayton, no and, well, and the well, they had got up to number two that year, yeah. So they was a really good team as well, mm -hmm. and Pittsburgh knocked them off. Pittsburgh knocked them off late, late, late in the year, and yep. they was headed to the national championship game. <laughs> yep. So they was real now. They was real. So they Pat real. White on his live. If you don't know, go find out. <laughs> 
pulling up Pat White. So he deserves to be on this I list. I think he do. Okay. okay. I just think he do. All right. And now at uh, up next at number three, Vince Young. How do you feel about Vince Young being at number three? D, this was tough for me. Really? I I know he you was like that. Him. D, I don't think he was like that. What? I'm looking at the team they had. Man, that team was stacked up. But you know why he's on that list? You know why he on there? Because of who he beat. The Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl game. We talking about one game. Black. We talk about one he game. He did it D. several times during Come that on, year. D, but we talking about one he game now. He did it now. several times that year. It was it was times Vince Young could have been. He was he was a manager of the game and did just enough to win games for the Longhorns. <sighs> He didn't really didn't come out of shell until he got in the natty. That's we see his best performance. Uh, Big but D, we talk about it, electric fire. D, it's no way you can sit here and tell me through the whole year of that season he was electric fine. Yes, I can. You can't. I, I can. need you to remind me because I I'm didn't see it until the Rose Bowl. No, sir. So for me, D, I had to remove him from this list. Wow. I had to remove him. Man, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Vince Young's in that Texas National Championship year. I remember the Big Tail, the Big Tail, the Big Twelve Championship to be specific. I remember Kansas State game specific when Texas was about to lose and he just took the game over. And I definitely remember. You're right, the Rose Bowl. I mean, my God, he literally beat them by himself. <laughs> if you go look at the stat lines, ain't nobody shaking nothing but him. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have Vince Young. I don't I don't think Vince Young should be above Cam Newton. I don't think that he should. No. I have Vince Young further down. A little bit more down. Okay. A little bit more down. Now I did skip skip one. I did skip one because I got ahead of myself when I seen Pat White. Number six was Johnny Manziel. Johnny oh. Manziel. Black? Where you at? Was Johnny does Johnny Manziel deserve to be on his top ten most electrifying college football players list? Come on, Black. Dude, I don't think so. What? I don't think so, bro. What? I mean, he would... He, Alabama. Electric. Electrifying. That's what this is. It's not a what about what he did. When he touching the rock, what that boy was out there doing? Yeah. <laughs> what he was doing, Black? I'm just... I'm 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 trying to look. This is what I look at. I just don't look at one game. I try to look at the whole. I'm looking season. at it too. I'm looking at it. And too. I need to. I need a body of work. Pat White gave it. us a body of work during the season. So did Johnny Manziel. He gave us a whole body of work during one the season. Won the Heisman. He did. He did. Okay. He did. I, got, I he guess won so, the man. I guess so, cause Manziel was he when that money, money thing came. We was yeah, rocking thing, with him too. Yes, we were. We were <laughs> rocking with that mug. Anytime he played, we was like this right we here. We was rocking. So yeah, he got he he deserves to be on I there. I think he deserves, he to, be deserves cool. to be on there. All right, at number two, no brainers, no conversation. Reginald Bush. Oh, he. I, <laughs> it ain't nothing to even be said. Okay, next up at <laughs> at number one, ain't Michael, nothing to be said. Vic. Them two solidified one too. Now hear me out. Hear me out. I got Bush number one on this list. Boy, you crazy. I got Bush number one. Ain't no way. I got Bush Ain't number no one. Ain't no way, D. Black. You Black. now you wrong for that, bro. No. Come I on can't now. Be wrong. Tell, I need to know why. I'm I need to, to know why. Bruh. Bush was like that. On the punt return, that stop and go, the boy's flying. <laughs> this boy in traffic stopping on a dime. Now, don't get me wrong now, 
But when Vic had to get out of Durant and he was going on the field, he did his thing. But, dog, Bush punt return, kick return, at the slot, at the back, everywhere he was touching the ball, everywhere. Punts back for touchdowns. Kick returns back for touchdowns. At the slot, I mean, he was getting scoring touchdowns everywhere. Now, Vic was that boy now. He was that boy. But I'm just saying, if you think about it, as many times as Reggie Bush touched the ball in different areas of the field, that's why I'm giving him the nod at number one over Michael Vick. Well, my boy, you can have that. <laughs> I totally 100% disagree with you, man. Okay. Vick was out here tearing ACLs, man. Mm-hmm. Go ask Peter Bowe and the boy Florida State, even though we won that 90. Michael Vick was tearing people ACLs out here, man. He that, yeah, he that boy. Man, Mike Vick was that dude. He was the beginning of it, and he was the, he what everybody else watched. Reggie Bush watched Michael Vick. Okay. Reggie Bush watched Michael Vick, bro. Okay. Come on, man. Ain't no way okay. you can have no Reggie Bush over Michael Vick. Michael Vick Bush the standard, bro. I got For Bush. electric fine, he the standard. I got Bush. When you say electric fine, that's the first name that come in your head is Michael Vick. It honestly don't, though. Man, come on. It's dude. Reggie Bush. You know you wrong for that, it's bro. It's Reggie Bush. All right. We it's just disagree. Yeah, I love it, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I love I, it, though, Reggie man. Bush Give me Michael Vick any day, man. Respect. Because what, what he did as a freshman, sophomore, oh, come on, man. Respect. Come on. Respect. Man, please. I like Reggie. Now, don't get me wrong, man. Reggie, Reggie came up out them shoes, boy. Did he not? <laughs> he came up out that shoes, but still, right, me right. for me, D, right. it got to be Michael Vick, man. Okay, It cool. got to be. Okay, cool. Now, who are we adding to this list? What players that you feel were shortchanged and that were added to this list? Because I have three off the top of my head. Uh, that definitely should have been on this list for sure. So I'm gonna go on and roll them out and see if you agree. Okay. The first one, Devin Hester. Devin Hester from the University of Miami. Devin Hester. Do you think he could have been on this list replacing Barry Sanders, Bo Jackson, or in your opinion, oh, and Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. So Put, those are three we taking out. Correct? I mean, I mean, I think we unanimously we agree. Against, uh, we agree with Joe, goal? Bo, Barry. I thought Vince should be there. I didn't. I, but but it's the unanimous ones are the three spots. Are the three spots? Um, Devin Hester. Man, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like we talked about this in the groom, and I had to really. Oh my God, man. You know, pump return, kick return, like electric. It, they did. it was electric. Fine. Yeah. Shoot, I, I hated it, but uh, he was that dude. He was that dude. Yeah. He was that dude. So uh, I give him the nod, D. I give him one of them spots. Okay. I give him one of them spots. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For me, I Next up on my list, Percy Harvin. Oh, no. No doubt about it. 100% scored a touchdown in every game he played in. He got to be on this list. He got to be on this list. He got to be on this list. And it is an atrocity. Yes, it is. That he's not on this list. Because they should have had him and Peter Ward next to each other. That's what I'm about to say. If you got Peter Ward on this list, you got to put you, you got to put, put Percy Harvin on his list. You got to. Yes. You got to. You 100%. You got to. So, okay, cool. And last but not least, for me, for me, and you probably definitely gonna disagree with this, Adrian Peterson, Oklahoma. We talked about this at work. Adrian man. Peterson, Oklahoma. But this is my thing with Adrian Peterson, D. If you're gonna put AP on there, why you can't put Darren McFadden on there? Nah. Huh? And AP was a better back than Fadden. <laughs> he was a better back than Fadden, bro. He came out to shoot as a freshman. Darren McFadden did. No, too. he did. Not like that. Not like but- that. Not like that. 
We talking electrifying. We ain't talking about what it is. We talking about. Ele- we talking I'm about, talking about electrifying. At the gate, nah. at the gate. you know McFadden one like that. I can't put AP on mine. Okay, I can't. that's cool. I can't. I got him on mine. <laughs> I got him on mine. Okay, okay, I that's can't. fine. Well, you got to feel somebody. Somebody oh, yeah. got to get in there. Oh yeah. Um, my person is Lamar. Oh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like D. Okay, respect. And we talk. And it we talked about this. It slipped my mind. We talked about this at work. It slipped my mind. Just alone, what he did to Florida State gives me nightmares. Well, you know what? I'm taking Devin Hester off my list, and I'm at Lamar. Lamar got to be. I give Devin Hester still a spot. That's still that's that's I'm that's, that's two out. spots. I'm just saying for me. for me, I'm taking him out. Yeah, Lamar has to be. And I think you and you know what? I feel like Lamar, Lamar has to be top five for what he did. Ooh. I feel like he has to be top five. I feel like huh? he wants to be top five, bro. We talk about electric now. Okay, all right, all right, all right. We know what it is. So Man, you, this did you tell D? So I go back, go back. No, 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 no. I remember. Okay, I ain't got to remember. I ain't got. Right. I sat there when it was sixty-three to three. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole game up in Louisville when that boy put that thrice on us, boy. I don't got to go see nothing else. <laughs> I ain't you gotta, gotta be on this list, okay, man. Respect. I'm gonna take Devin Hess off mine. List. I'm gonna take Devin Hess off mine. Off mine. But I'm putting Adrian Peterson on mine. Oh, man. I can't put AP on there. That's why. The one person I got on this list, and I was like, man, you right. Because as big and bad as this brother was, when he got that mug and got in the open field, it was an amazing thing to Who watch. That? I gotta put Big Hen on this mug, man, in Alabama. I got to put Big Hen on this thing. Yeah, I got to put Big Hen on my list, bro. No, I got to put, no. put Big Hen on here, bro. Electrifying? Bro, he got to go on there, bro. He want more electrifying than McFadden or Peterson. What? He was not. Can you uh, say that? Why? Can you say why he, was he wasn't, that? though? He, he was a very good back. Why he wasn't mom, though? He won every game. Sometimes man, we. Man, I went and looked at that YouTube when he was at Bama, bro. I'm talking about when that boy getting the open field. It ain't no joke. I'm talking about but that one every game. But that one every game. They sucked. But that one every game. Man, though. look here. That wasn't oh, man. every. No, it was not. Damn near. It won every game. Man, look these here. dudes who we talk about on this list right here. Every time they play, we say good God. Okay, well, me, you just disagree with the backs. Was Big Hen more all that you did McFadden on Peterson? Come on now. McFadden he was. No, no, no. My AP. Uh. Don't do that, Black. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't letting it ride. <laughs> I ain't letting it ride. D, I'm telling you, bro. We talked about this man, bro. Okay. But I think we was I think we was more looking at Big Hen numbers, though. But of I'm, course. I went back and looked at this, bro. When he in nah, that open man. field, this boy was to be that big. To be that big, bro, it's just insane to see the way he move out there. So, man, look, it's I like playing with this list. I like playing with it's it. It's fun. It's fun to do, but I definitely for sure for me, you know, some some we both got some in question. Definitely, Lamar has to be on here. Percy got to be on here. I even got to the point I was thinking about Dalvin, bro. I was like, man, dang, like, but hey, he ain't on no. He he because if he, he on it, because if he on it, that means you got to have you got to bring Deshaun Watson in. Let me got to bring Deshaun in, bro. He wasn't electrifying. Black, don't do that. Man, I'm talking about, man, hey, Dalvin Cook got shot up out of cannon, dog. Dalvin Cook. How many years we said, how many years we said that boy got shot out of cannon, dog? He did. I mean, this boy running, bro, you got the, you got the, you got the green grass, you got the green grass coming up right behind him, bro. It's only fair to bring in Deshaun with the conversation with Dalvin. All right, so let's finish the list then. Let's finish our list. Let's finish our list. Well, that's the list. 
We huh? we we kept the list. We kept we kept Vic. We kept Bush. Are we gonna put them in any order? Or just put them. No, nah, we the just list? put them on the list. Okay, so just we got you, you got Vic. You got Reggie Bush. You got Reggie Bush. You we kept got, Pat White. Pat White you kept Cam. Lamar got to be in there. Cam got to be in you there. You got Johnny. Percy. You kept Johnny. Peter Warwick. Um, who we missing? I gave I Devin Hester got to have a spot because he was electric. He definitely was electrifying. And then um. Who 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 I missing on this list? Who else I missing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you said you got you say you got AP in yours. I put Big Hen in mine. Yeah, um, well, that's, that's it. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty that's much it. it. Yeah, we were, but, we we we, bro, were, we could mess with this list all the time, bro. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a fun list. And, and shout out to uh Brandon Walker from Barstool Sports for really throwing it out there, man, because it's causing the debates and, and the conversations that we're having, man. But uh, you know we want to hear from y'all. We want to hear from y'all. You forgot about, boy, who's Who electric now? We talk about electric, right? What we got? Deshaun Jackson, boy. That cow. Yeah, he was. <coughs> he was. He was. But who you going to take off? Tevin Hester? Percy Harvin? Nah. I take Big Hen off of him. That ain't saying much to me. Because I think Adrian Peterson was more electric than Derrick Henry. I think I think I think I think Deshaun Jackson and Devin Hester was one in the same. Would you say no? I'm giving a nod to Hester over DJ. Over DJ. I'm gonna give him the Kyle, nod. Kyle DJ. I'm gonna give him the nod. I'm just gonna give him the nod. I'm you gonna give him the nod. This nine? I remember. <laughs> I remember Tennessee. Remember this? I remember Tennessee to open up the season. I remember he took that thing to the house opening <laughs> kick. I remember, but. Devin Hester did yeah. not allow me to sleep at night. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he I love didn't it, though. I love it, sleep. bro. I love it, so bro. So it's, it's a great dialogue and a great conversation, man. And uh, we would love to hear from y'all, man. What Are are we tripping? Is there some guys we missing? Are we, you know, giving certain players too much love? Y'all let us know. Y'all holler at us, man. And we definitely would love to hear from y'all on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, especially on Twitter, man, we can have just an open conversation, man. So y'all hit us up when y'all hit us, man, and let us know, are there any players out there that we are forgetting about? Are some players on there that we shouldn't have on this list at all? So it was a great time. I, I think Dunbar dropped the uh, dropped the list in there, and um, then we came on, me, you, and Sayed came on and yeah. uh, had some good conversations. <laughs> I think Dunbar, Dunbar either said, one of them said something about Dalvin name, and I was like, ooh. I think it was Dumbo who said Dalvin, <laughs> but I, I Dalvin yeah. was great, man. He was, he but was yeah, great. This, this man, it, we had you had so much electricity, but it got to really be guys who stand like every really game, stand man. Out every game, like every game, yeah, bro. man. I love this list because we talk, but we literally talked about this thing for like an hour at work, bro. Yeah, it's a fun, like it's, it's, it's a, a fun, fun list. conversation. Yeah, it's a fun list. Well, now that we got the fun stuff out the way, here we go again. Here we go again, and I just can't let it ride, bro. I'm tired of this, bro. I'm tired of this, man. And yeah, I done skipped just the bell. I'm playing the whole music. I know, yeah, the bell right here. Now, Black, we always are going to find ourselves back at the dinner table with this conversation right here, man. Now, we've been talking about the evolution of college football, man, for over the past year. We talked about the last episode, Super Conference and everything that are taking place. Now, we got our media days are happening in college football. College football is literally 
four weeks away, maybe. The ACC, the SEC, <coughs> the Big Ten, they're all having their media days. But, of course, in the SEC, the conversation's just uh, just a little bit extra. <laughs> now, the NIL deal, we know what it is. It is an opportunity for these collegiate athletes, a chance for them to get paid, to get compensation. The money that is generated through these co- at these colleges are billions. And now it's about to become multiple billions with super conferences locked in and ready to rock and roll. Pay these boys. This conversation has been going on for 50 plus years in college athletics. And now it is here. Guys are getting paper and getting paid. And we've heard uh, Nick Saban come out and talk against it, him uh, accusing other coaches of wrongful doing. And then I was so ready to dump on Kirby Smart. And then right before the show, what do I see? I see a clip from all people, Lane Kiffin. Now Lane Kiffin is joining the party. So what do y'all want, coaches? Now, Lane Kiffin, let me start with you. You coached at every prestigious college around the country <laughs> and have made buku upon buku means. Oh, and let's not forget your stint in the NFL with the Raiders when you made $6 million to go out there for one year and stank up the joint. You go to Tennessee, lead them in the middle of the night, take their money, and run to USC. You get fired from there and take your money and run and go to Alabama. Then now you're the head coach of Ole Miss, and now you want to sit here and say we got to have some type of a boundary of how much these players are getting. It's not going to be fair. It's not going to be fair that these players are getting this money to go play at these other schools, huh? But you decide to lead Tennessee in the middle of the night. You left the, the, the USC Trojans to go to the uh, Oakland Raiders. You did what you wanted to do. So now it's a problem with these kids getting this money. Then let's go to Kirby Smart because I'm about to dump on Kirby. Now, out of all people, I did not expect mm. to hear Kirby Smart say what he said yesterday at SEC Media Day. Now, Kirby need to shut the hell up. <laughs> Now you around here knowing good and well all y'all paying money under the table. Let's not let's just start there. All y'all paying that cash. These boys, instead of saying my mama need a car, my mama need her lights on every month. Now these boys say, nah, we done with that. We able to get mama a house and let her know she ain't gotta work no more while I'm still in college and my education still free. Mm. So now there's a problem with that. There's a problem with the best players in the country saying, you know what, bruh? Arbor's looking pretty cool, man. They, they got a nice little setup out there for me, man, to get us X amount of money. But you know what? That money out there at uh, Alabama, I'm going to go get some of that bread. So I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go there. That's their right. They earned that right to go to school there. Nick Saban said the best yesterday. <laughs> the, 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 uh, uh, the great going to get greater here because we have the assets. Mm. So now, Kirby Smart, you sitting here talking against how much money these kids are supposed to get? Are they getting it too fast? How they get? Why is it being like? Is is everything's going too fast for these kids to get this type of money? Why? Or or the older players got to get some of that money? Yeah, like yeah. The younger guys. What about the senior guys? The younger guys are getting t- too much. Too much money, money huh? <clears throat> so when y'all when y'all get on y'all flights, y'all fly to these kids' houses, y'all sit there and talk to them when they 17, 16, 18 years old. They ain't too young then. 
But now they're too young now because they finna start getting that paper. Kirby, shut up. Your pocket watching. <laughs> and your pocket's fat. Kirby, you don't need no money. <laughs> so don't. Your the money that these fat. kids about to get, you ain't even got to worry about that, Kirby. <laughs> Lane Kimber, shut up. You shouldn't be talking at all. It's not these kids' fault that you only can bank in eight wins a year. And now you for sure not finna be Alabama now because Nick dropping bags off. <laughs> The big schools dropping these bags. Oh, Jimbo dropping bags off. Mm-hmm. The game has changed. If you ain't got the paper, these kids ain't coming. If your facility ain't right, these kids ain't coming. They're not coming. So I don't want to hear nothing about the older players getting a fair chance to make money. Man, they better go book them a, a poster signing and go post up at GameStop and start getting paid for some autographs because if I'm the number one player in the country... And I'm going to a school and they offer me that bread. It is what it is, bro. These kids should be compensated. They will be compensated. The <laughs> NIL is only going to expand. And you're going to see it more than ever this football season. You're going to see it more than ever. Be sure that you watch the first game that USC plays this year. Because their starting quarterback, Caleb Williams, he's one of the faces of Dre Beats. And currently filming commercials that will appear the first weekend of college football. You'll see Bryce Young in million dollar commercials this year. You're going to see them. And they deserve that paper. (laughs) You coaches and you recruiting coaches, all y'all, y'all need to chill, bro. The times have changed. The game has changed. They deserve what they deserve. And somebody made a great point. I forget who it was, and forgive me. But they made a point. I saw it on Instagram. They said, so it was okay when you showed up at my house with $60,000 in a bag and told me to keep my mouth closed and here, this is for you and your family. But now that I'm openly getting $100,000, $200,000, maybe even over a million dollars, it's a problem now. Now that it's in the open. Why is it a problem? I'll tell you why it's a problem. Because now it's open when anybody can come offer that a million dollars now. That's the issue. All these old heads that are in college athletics and all the old heads that are out here trying to keep pushing that old head culture. Y'all got to roll up out of here, dog. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to kick it to black. If if either one of my sons (laughs) are out here and they like that, and my boys are legit, legit. And y'all pull up to my house. <laughs> don't come walking in here with no championship rings because I don't care about none of that. Tell me what my baby's education is and what that check looked like, broski. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, me and my wife, we ain't working no more. That's number one. The whole time my baby's in your mm-hmm. school, we ain't working no more. Mm-hmm. We ain't working no more, okay? Everything else we can work out. Cause I'm pretty sure Gatorade or somebody <clears> like that need to highlight us. Papa John's pizza. They need a spokesman for the season. <laughs> and if we can't do that, we can't even have a conversation, Jack. Hmm. So Black, what's your thoughts, man, on just the coaches and the old head mentality just being spewed out during these media days? Man, honestly, D to tell you the truth, man, I'm just over it. I'm over it. For a thousand years, these players been getting over. I mean, these coaches and these universities. Been getting over on these kids, man. These kids giving their heart and soul and have nothing to show for it. 
You making video games with these kids and they don't have anything to put in their pocket. You making billions off the kids and nothing to show for it. These kids get hurt and uh, in, hurt their, uh, in their career before they can even make it to the league to make some type of form of money. And you ain't know where to back them up or put a little change in their pocket. And you say, oh, well. The NCAA been screwing kids since I don't know when. But now, but now, but now, it's a problem. You coaches, you disgust me. Whoever you are, Marcus Smart, uh, Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin, you you definitely made over about eleven or twelve million over your career. But but a kid can't get none of that. We gotta stop this, man. This is a new football we going into here. I don't care what you say about these kids, man. These kids gonna crash and burn. That's too much early for them. These kids, you don't know what you you don't know what type of upbringing some of these kids got. Thank Maybe you. they got the upbringing to keep themselves or got the right people around them. Thank you to help them stay level headed and Thank do the you. things they're supposed to do. I hate that one the most. They get this money, they gonna switch up. Shut up! You don't know. You that. don't know what these kids gonna do. Cause let me, you want to, you want to know one thing. And like I said the last time we talked about this, you know the guy who won the Heisman Trophy. You know the guy who led the league in the, the damn NCAA in passing yards? Bryce Young was the highest paid NIL kid last year, and he won the Heisman. You're telling me he not focused? Marcus Stroud, second in NIL money last year. 500-yard passing games, went to the Rose Bowl and killed it. You're telling me he not focused? You talk about these boys finna go one, two in the draft. You tell me they ain't focused. Easy. Easy. But what about the kids from the neighborhood, man, who really ain't gotten a... Man, let these kids live their life. They play this game. They need to be getting paid for it. Yep. And they're going to realize something, man. I got a talent I can do something with. Yep. And to get the... And, and, it, and it's what this is what it's about, then. Exactly what you said. I can help my family. Because I'm going to be up here in school getting a free education... Doing all right, and my mama back home working three jobs just to pay the light bill. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way, bro. How long you think that little sixty thousand gonna do in three years for me to get out the league? How far you think it's gonna take us? Ain't no way, bro. With everything built up, my mama gonna run through sixty thousand dollars. Easy, cause we already in debt. We already in sixty thousand debt. So the sixty you get us might get us out of debt for a little while. But what after? What about that? What about after that? What about after that? We bro? gotta stop, man. This game is changing. Pay these boys, man. It's shut look, up. And I'm happy somebody knocked on Nick Saban head and like, Coach, look here, man. Chill. Look here now. We finna up this paper. Chill. You just come along for the ride. Chill. And I'm happy Nick say, look, we got the. We got it. We got it. He basically said that. We got it. We got it. And what you? It's finna get work. It's finna get even better. Yeah. With this alignment coming, Man. what you think gonna happen? Billions but coming in. But you want to know one thing? I think it is. Do you want to know? What I think it is for Lane Kiffin and Kirby Smart. They're scared. Oh yeah. Because the because the playing field is evening out. Yeah. Everybody ain't gonna be going to Georgia. Everybody no. ain't gonna be going. No. Kids gonna be like, oh shoot. I can stay close to home. The number two running back in the country said, oh man, Louisville, what you got for me? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's what type of. I'm finna go to Louisville, Kentucky. I'm gonna stay home. The number two running back in the country. I'm gonna stay home. Sign with Louisville, Kentucky. You know why? Cause they up that paper. And he can stay and home. He can stay home. Yeah. And best believe Mom Dukes and them okay. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be just fine. Yeah, Mom Dukes, you wanna go to the Kentucky Derby? Go ahead, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> go and enjoy yourself. Get your top hat and go do your thing. <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. The NCAA been making billions and billions off of kids since we've been known college football. Yeah. Coaches' pockets are getting lined every year. You see it. 11, $11 million deals for coaches. $12 million deals for coaches. Million but deal. you want the kids to stay broke. Like D just said, I got three boys. Huh. Three of them. Whoever calling, hey, you, you want to go out to the west coast of US, USC? You want us out there? I need to go stay in Calabasas by the Kardashians, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we doing. <sighs> I need to go be staying somewhere with LeBron in the met. We need to be my next door neighbor. You go to Beverly Hills, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> need to go to Beverly Hills, man. Give me out the rodeo. You yeah, nobody me? don't care about no rings or what titles you won, bro. All that good stuff will come once we figure out this deal and That's what's going on. Yeah, and, and to all the people out there who got a problem with, oh, see, this is what it's turning into. It's all about the money. The product on the field going to be there. It's going to be there. The product on the field. And you said something last week, and I went back and listened to our show. That 90s era of all these different teams going to fly out, ACC going out to the Pac-12. It's Pac-12, coming. It's coming. What you think that's going to do? Because your granddaddy's college football, we're tired of seeing it. We're tired of seeing your granddaddy's football, and these kids are going to have an opportunity to stay close to the house, make bread, take care of their family, go get their education, and make money. That's how it should be. And this this ain't, you got to realize something. This ain't it for these kids. They still want to make it to the league because it's more there for them. It's a pit stop. It's more there for them. It's a pit stop. So y'all gotta stop with this, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all, this thing, it. if y'all keep having these con- these negative conversations about college football, you're gonna look up and this thing gonna be different. Oh, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be that for sure. Cause don't come knocking on my door with no BS. I'm be like, bro, we gonna holler at you. Nick, what's up? You what you you said you you said you're a couple blocks away. Come on through, cause I just we just got through with one coach. You can come on through. What you got for me? It's fat, bro. Huh? It's what fact. you got? It's fact. Bro. That's what it's about. It's like fact. I told you, I wish guys like who got in trouble for it, like Cam Newton pops. He's a perfect example. What you want? What you want for my son, man? What's the who the highest bidder? Who the highest Mississippi State? Oh, I mean, what you got for what me? What you got? What you got? I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see players like Cam and them boys in this time when this money was getting. <laughs> I would have loved to see it. Millions. But we gotta stop, man. Like, I, this what, two episodes out of the last three? We Now we talking about this now. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep talking about it. The culture's changing, bro. It's here. It's changing, and it ain't no. And all you old heads, you say you got sons. You got, oh, your son going to play college football. You got these coaches coming away, coming, sitting at your house in your living room, drinking your Kool-Aid, your tea, whatever it is. And you're going to sit here and tell me, nah, don't you worry about that money. We're going to keep it like the old days. Get the hell out my face, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? All you old, all, all you old, old football heads, come, coach, coming to see your son. You gonna be like, nah, coach, don't worry about the paper. We gonna keep this old school football. Liars. Get the hell out of here, liars, man. Liars, man. And, 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 and one more thing, man. If you a, if you a, <laughs> look, I used to be 17, 16. I played a little high school football myself. And if I would have been able and afforded the opportunity to help my mother or to help my father 
or to help my brother or my sisters have a better life at 17, 18 years old. That's something of a dream. And all you old heads out there at some point in time who think, what all you old heads out there who are currently thinking that the game is going to be polluted, that the 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 the, uh, 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 the tradition of football is somehow going to go by the wayside because a kid is making a couple of dollars, you are foolish to think that. Black said it perfectly. This is a pit stop. Now look, that million dollars that Bryce Young is making, that ain't all he wants. Because he's going to ball out again this year. And then he's going to be the number one pick <laughs> next year. And going to get a $40 million guaranteed contract as the number one pick. That's what he's going for. <laughs> he just need him some money right now to make sure him and his people straight while he in school. Because every Saturday at 3.30, who is on the television? The Crimson Tide. Every Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, somebody is on TV. You got to pay the kids. This is not banter. This is nothing outlandish for me and black. This is the facts. And for the negative perception that a child will go wayward and go nuts because he got a couple of dollars is disgusting. It is. You're going to take, but as a grown man, we see it every day. Now, if you want me to preach, I'll preach, preacher. (laughs) We see grown men every day get a couple of dollars and go crazy. Go look at your Tristan Thomas can't stay out the news, boy. (laughs) Every time I look out, Double T got a problem. Got a problem. (laughs) It's grown men out here that got that paper and they wildin'. But you want to say a child. Who could be in a position to uproot his mama? For, do y'all know where the hood at? Nah, nah, bro. Do y'all know where the slums at? Do y'all know? Have you been there? Come on, man. If a kid has the opportunity, by all means, hey, get paid, young fella. Get paid. Get paid. Young king, get your money. Get your money, young king. Get your money. Go do your thing. Be excellent at school. Be excellent on that field. And make sure every week that uh that deposit hit that account. Hmm. I'm with that. I challenge anybody who thinks differently, come on the sports desk. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Tell us why you don't feel like these kids should make no money. Tell us why these kids should go for the education. And that's it. And be glad to have the college experience. That sounds foolish. Because if your job where you work at a Home Depot told you yesterday, well, we're going to give you a pay cut. We think that working at Home Depot is a pleasure. Huh? You going to look at them stupid. Huh? Nah, you ain't going to do that. Come on, man. So let's relax. Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin. Hey, hey, chill. Got to stop this, man. Chill, bro. You You want me to come to your school for an experience and my mama can barely put food on the table? Yeah. Real quick, Stefan Diggs had said a story. So, man, it was on I'm Athlete, and I had went back and listened to it. When he was at Maryland, man, and his mom and his brother and was tr- trying to keep his brother, trying to keep his brother who in the league now out of trouble. This man had to be a father while he in school. Had to make a way for his family. And he ain't got the money to do that. Or he'd be like, Mama, look, man, that ain't think about it. Think about Y'all it. think about it, parents. Think about Y'all it. think about it, old heads. Think about if it. If you in a situation. Think about it. Where things ain't going good and it's tough. Think you in a bind. It. And the Lord has blessed your child with a talent. 
and he's worked at that tan land. Why shouldn't he be able to reap, reap the benefits of it? Yeah. Everybody in the NCAA getting money off his name? Everybody. Why he can't get none? Y'all think everybody, about that. Everybody, bro. Why we struggling? They sitting up drinking top dollar wine, eating T-bone steaks. Eating, I'm, they living good. And we struggling. But when I leave the game, well, I got to show I gotta, for I got to go back to Oh, you want, me to, you want me to come back so y'all can retire my jersey number? The hell with that, bro. What that paper at, cuz? I don't care about my jersey being in no rafter. Yeah. Make him let my family be straight. Yeah. That's what these kids want. Some of them want, and then you say some of them, some of them, well, they come from money. Oh, well, they've been blessed with a talent, and somebody want them to come to their school, they're going to up the paper. It like everybody looking at uh, Archie Manning's son. So what? He went to Texas. So what? So what? <clears throat> yeah, he yeah he come from money, but guess what? He got a little more money. He got his own money now. He got his own money now. Y'all got to stop this, man. These kids, the NC, and I'm going to keep saying it, I'm a, y'all going to get tired of me saying the NCAA has made billions and billions of dollars off of kids since football's been around. And will continue to do so. And kids have nothing to show of it. Now that things are coming to the forefront, now it's a problem for kids to get money and change their lives and the ones around them. Right. We have to stop this. This right. is the new age of college football, and it's going to continue to roll out for y'all. Get with it or get lost, man. Get with it or get lost. So, yeah, we're going to keep having these conversations, man. We're going to keep having this dialogue. All right, man, we're going to transition out, man. We're going to have a little fun, man. I know all you gamers out there are ready for the new Madden football game, and we got some rings that we're going to talk about, man. So, y'all sit tight. <laughs> Black. So before we wrap up the show, man, we got some interesting uh, rankings. All right. So Madden 2023 is on its way to be released. And this thing, you know, if you know about video games and everybody knows about Madden, this thing has truly taken over a taking on a life of itself. Now we're getting rollouts for the rankings before the games come out and the players take this stuff serious. They take this stuff extremely serious, man. So we're just going to go through a couple of them. Let's start with the wide receivers. All right, so up top, they're saying the best wide receiver in the league, pretty much. They're saying it is Devontae Adams, followed by Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, uh, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper to wrap out the list. Now, Black, let's get <laughs> to it. There is one name specifically who is not on this list, Black. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I don't and 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 I have no I have no beef with his gripe. I do not either. Now, like he's supposed to be on this list. Yeah, looking at the list now. Amari Cooper. At this stage of Amari Cooper's career, would you say would you would you say that Amari Cooper is a better wide receiver than Jamar Chase at this stage of his career? The answer is no. Jamar Chase is on the rise. Did Mm -hmm. we not watch Jamar Chase in the playoffs last year? Did we not watch Jamar Chase towards the end of the season last year? Matter of fact, Jamar Chase is not even a 90 on this game. He is an 88. And he made the list. He he did not make the list. 
Who? Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, Amari Cooper's at a ninety, and he's sitting what? at a ten spot. Yeah, he's sitting at a ten spot. Who was right Ke- above him? Keenan Allen at a ninety-one. Terry McLaurin at a ninety-one. Mike Evans at a ninety-two. Justin Jefferson at a ninety-three. Now, if you got Justin Jefferson on here, why Jamar Chase ain't that far behind him or in front of but, him? Okay, no Jamar Chase, no Debo either. D. Debo's not on here, but you know they list him as a running back, not a wide receiver. Now they have Cooper Cup at a 98, rightfully so. Big Gill, Triple Crown winner. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill at a 97. What about DeAndre Hopkins here at the number five spot at a 96? How you feel about that? I don't know, D. Like, <clears throat> the past two years from me, ain't really hurt, injuries, knifing to be suspended. Like, yeah. does he deserve that spot? I don't think he deserved that he spot. He does not. I think he, need, I think he should be on here, but he, he don't he deserve that spot. Down, he don't deserve that top five Do spot. Do you think he should be in the top 10? Yeah, I think he should be Based in the on his team. last two years, do you think DeAndre Hopkins should be in this conversation with Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper? Should he be in the discussion right now? I would take him over Amari Cooper. I'm yeah. going to say he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation. At all? No. So you wouldn't take him over Amari Cooper? No. But why? This is a what have you done for me, for lately, me lately, lately situation. Okay. All right. Career-wise, give me D-Hop. Foxhole, and if I got to bring me a wide receiver down to Foxhole with me, give me D-Hop. But this is the Madden 2023 rankings. What you done for me lately? He does not deserve to be here. Okay. I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't agree. Now, Devontae, I'm cool with that. I think Cooper Cup should have been a 99. He was a 98, yeah. but he should have been a 99. Especially if you were a triple crown, triple crown winner. Winners. Yeah. So, wasn't he the Super Bowl MVP as well? We was talking about this at work as well, D. Do you think uh, these 99s, man... I know you say it's a, it's about what you've done for it me is. lately, but that's what matters should, based should on. These, should these should these ninety nine should be given to the players who consistently consistently year in and year out no, it's, give you the no, same thing? No, it's what did you do last year coming into the season? That's what Madden is all about. Okay, this all is right. not pro football focus. This is not the ESPN rankings. This is Madden. Okay. And for whatever reason, these Madden Reagans hold merit and they hold weight because you they see do. how these players react. They they react crazy. They react crazy. Now, for me, Stefan Diggs at a 9 to 5, that's crazy. You think he should be higher? He should be higher. What? You, you in think, my you opinion? About, what, 98? My, my opinion, I got him right on the Cooper Cup. Stefan Diggs. I got him over Tyreek Hill. Really? I got him over Tyreek Hill. Okay. What did you do for me lately? Did we not see the season he had last year? He had an amazing year. Didn't he? Yeah. And if it weren't for Cooper Cup, might he not have been the best receiver in football last year? Well, I got it. Devontae was out of sight last year too now. It's the reason why he got but that 99. But when he came back from injury. When he got that 99. But when he came back from injury, <clears throat> he was crazy with it. Devontae. Mm-hmm. He was crazy with it. So, Mike Evans, I'm cool with Justin Jefferson. But if you got Justin Jefferson there at 93, Jamal Chase got to be right there he with him. He got to be on that list. But he's not. He yeah. is not, and it is wild. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild that he's on that list. list. All right, let's move on to the tight ends. Not a crazy list, but it is interesting. No 99s on this list. Travis Kelsey is at a 98. George Kittle, 97. Mark Andrews from the Ravens, 93. Darren Waller, 91. TJ Hawkinson, 89. Kyle Pitts, 87. Uh, Mike Gieski, 86. Dallas Gobert. Uh, 85, Zach Ertz, 84, Hunter Henry, 84. Let's go up to the top. Kelsey is clearly the best tight end in football. But I do have one gripe on his list that I is Darren. It is Darren Waller. 
Darren Waller at a 91 is too low. That's too low. He should, be at, low. Least a, he should be at least a, 90, a 95, 96. I say at least a 95, list. 96 on yeah. this list. Now, Mark Andrews had a phenomenal year last year, and he's been progressing, but I don't think Mark Andrews is better than Darren Waller. I don't think he's better than Darren Waller. What do you think? Whew. I don't it's think about he's better. They both had they both had great years last year. Yeah. You just said it's about what you've done for me lately. Yeah, but now. I don't think he's better than Waller last year. I don't think he had a better year than Waller yeah, well, last year. Well, Waller was hurt a lot last year, too. And Andrews played the whole year. Okay. And was what, thousand yards thousand yeah. yards for uh, a tight end. Right. So I gotta give I gotta give I gotta give Andrews the nod. If if I would give right. him the nod right. with, with Waller being right up under him. But for me, you just we talking about it. What you done for me? Why Dalton Schultz ain't on this list, man? Yeah, I don't know why Schultz not on here. Go, what's the Eagles tight end? What's his name? Zachary. Oh, the Eagles tight end? Yeah. Uh, Dallas Gobert. Oh, get him out of here, man. Okay. Give me Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Why he, he ain't on the list? He's not on the list at top 10. He's not. He got to be a top 10 tight end. Yeah, I agree with that. That's crazy that he's not on. I was he's waiting not. for you to say it now. I'm like, well, dang, they ain't going to say no Dalton Schultz on this month. He's not on here. So, no, um, no 99 players at all. And tight ends, no. And Travis Kelsey was the only, he's the highest player at 98. George Kittle followed with a 97. All right. All right, moving along to edge rusher. This is an interesting list right here. Up top, Miles Garrett, 99 overall. TJ Watt, 96. Nick Bosa, 94. Vaughn Miller, 92. Khalil Mack, 92. Joey Bosa, 91. Cam Jordan, 91. Demarcus Lawrence, Chandler Jones, and Rashawn Gary uh, finish out the list at 90s. What's your gripe, dog? Mike Black don't push the mic away. What's your gripe? Bro, are you kidding me, dog? What we talking about here? We giving Miles Garrett a 99 over a guy who was a half a sack from breaking the record last year? Oh, uh, TJ Watt? And TJ Watt? What are we doing here? TJ Watt was a 96. This is crazy, man. <laughs> 96. Man, do you think Miles Garrett? No, he is 96 at best. So you don't think he's swap a top, positions? You don't think he's a top edge rusher? No, man, not over TJ Watt. You, I think Watt earned it this year. He yeah, earned he that did, number one. He, spot. he was a half a sack away from breaking the record. No, no, I agree. I think he deserved that. I think he deserved. Man, that. that's trash, bro. I you gonna give it to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett didn't have no awesome year last year. Yeah, I give it to him. Yeah, that's trash, man. I agree with you. So yeah, who else, who else on the list under under? Both side ninety four. Nick, Nick at ninety four. Yeah, San Francisco. And then Vaughn Miller at 92. And Khalil Matt wraps out the top five. Well, what my boy from the Chargers was at? Joey. Joey. Joey Bosa is under Khalil Mack at six. Oh, then he got to be higher. Uh, I don't know. I don't then know. got to be higher. I don't know if I'm putting him over Khalil or Vaughn. We seen Vaughn's value last year, so I don't think that's a conversation. And I think Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa probably had the same type of year. Khalil's at a 92. Joey's at a 91. Joey missed more games than Khalil. But I think they're fine right there. I don't think Joey should go over Khalil. If you want to put him over Khalil, I wouldn't be mad. But it's cool. But he definitely ain't Khalil, over Vaughn. Khalil didn't have an awesome year last but year. But neither bro. did Joey. Neither did Joey. He was hurt he as well. He had a decent year. But he was hurt and as well. And then when his impact was crazy, when he did do something. I, I think they had the same style of year. Okay. All right. <laughs> and now I they're just, on the same team. I will, I, will, I will put, for me, I will put him over over, I, I ain't mad at Khalil that. Mack. I ain't mad at that. <clears throat> I ain't mad at that. Okay, cool. All right, so I think the rest of the list is fine. Cam, Demarcus, Chandler Jones, and Rashawn Gary, all 90s and 91. So I'm not okay. mad at that. All right, let's go on to running backs. Running backs. At number one, at a 97 overall, Derrick Henry. Number two, Chubb Rock. At number six, I'm um, asking you at 96. Christian McCaffrey is coming in this year at number three, at a 96 overall, followed by the league's leading rusher last year, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> 
Jonathan Taylor's 95, followed by Dalvin Cook at a 94, Joe Mixon at a 93, Kamara at a 90, Aaron Jones at a 89, Austin Eckler at a 88, and Ezekiel Elliott at a 88, wrapping out the top 10. I already know what the conversation is headed to. Christian McCaffrey. What are we doing here, bro? Christian McCaffrey. What are we doing here? Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, we think McCaffrey should be out the way. He's still a top 10 back when healthy. But do you think Jonathan Taylor should be uh, over Chubb Rock at that number two spot? Um, That's a tough one for me. Chubb Rock a beast, man. Amazing year, but he was hurt. He was I hurt. I would have to get put Jonathan Taylor over him for which if you we talk about with what you've done for me lately, right? He got Jonathan Taylor gotta be number two. Taylor I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm itching number one. Ooh. I'm itching number one. I'm about not. what he about you said what you done for me lately. Henry had a great year last year. He did, but he was hurt. He missed he came back in the playoffs. He missed seven games. But before he that, seven he, games. Before that, he, before did that he was balling, but Jonathan Taylor took the reins and ball out. He did. So you gonna put him on? I'm not. Man, that's, that's so I'm not hard. doing it. I'm not doing be, it. I'd be hating to disrespect Big Hen. I'm like, not doing Big Hen. It don't feel right. I'm not. I think Big I gotta Hen's put him over. Back. I gotta put him over Chubb. I keep Big Hen one and put Jonathan Taylor at two. So Chubb at three. Chubb at Chubb. Them, them your top three backs in them your top three backs in Madden, and I believe them gonna be your top three backs in the league this year too. Dalvin is over Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey shouldn't even be on the list. He should be on. the he list. He should not. He should not. What have you done for me lately? Do you keep saying it to him? I'm mean, keep saying it. Okay. What has he done the past two okay, years? Get right. hurt. You're right. Is Barkley on the list? No. Good. He shouldn't have been on there if he was. Okay. Who who was the other backs? Uh, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, and Ezekiel. Give Elliott. me Alvin Kamara over Joe Mixon. That's your top. I agree with that. And I'll put them your top five right there. Right. Okay. Them your top five. Yeah. You got Henry, Chubb, Rock, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin. And Camaro. Ooh. Mixon got to go down, bro. Give me Dalvin over Mixon. Well, I got Dalvin in my top yeah, five. Yeah, Dalvin list. top five. I'm sorry. Give me him over Joe Mixon. Okay. But definitely, Christian McCaffrey should not be on this list in my opinion. Okay. I got yeah. him on my list, but I don't have him as high. Okay. I don't have him as high. All right. Moving along. I think we have one more. What we got? What we got? What we got? No, that's all we got. They didn't release the quarterbacks yet. They didn't release the quarterbacks yet. So, you know, it's always fun to talk about Madden. It's always fun. These players, I mean, you've seen uh, Jamal Chase take the Twitter with his thoughts and opinions uh, on it. Uh, You saw Devontae Adams have his opinions on him rightfully being back at 99. So the quarterbacks, um, I didn't see them roll out, um, and maybe they'll be rolled they, out. They rolled out the safeties today. I okay, just, what I we just got? Seen the list. What we got? Um, I have safeties. to find the list for, for the safeties, but they did roll it out. Yeah, I, I use the they. They roll it out on the Madden on the Instagram, so that's where I got my uh, uh got my list from. But um, I'm really interested to see what that quarterback list is going to look like to see who they have at uh at number one. That's what I really want to see. Okay, here you go. Your, 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 your top 10 safeties overall. They got Tyron Matthew at number one with a 94 overall. Darren James Jr. at number two with a 93 Ooh. overall. Buddy Baker at number three. With Buddha. A, Buddha Baker, I'm sorry, at with a uh, 92 overall at three. Uh, Kevin Beard at number four uh, with a 92 overall. Micah Hyde at uh, number five with a 91 overall. Justin Simmons. At number six with a 91 overall. Jesse Bates uh, at number seven with a 90 overall. Jordan Pryor at 
at uh number eight with a 90. Harrison Smith at number nine with the uh 90. And Jamal Adams at number 10 with a 90. They tried Jamal Adams. <laughs> uh Harrison Smith, he's over Harrison Smith. He's over Jordan Poirier. Uh Jesse Bates had a good year last year. Justin Simmons had a good year last year. <laughs> Look, Matthew that boy. But when Duran James is healthy, he's the best safety in football. <laughs> That's just fact. When Duran James is healthy, he is the best safety so you put in him all at football. Number one? I'm putting him at number one. Mm. I'm putting him at number one. Duran James, Buda Baker, I got him up there too. Buda had a great year last year, and Kevin Bird keeps having great years for Tennessee. For me, me personally, Matthew, he's a beast, but I'm not he's not in my top three. Wow. I'm gonna put Kevin Beard in my top three from Tennessee. Over Tyron Matthew? If you look if you looking at if you looking at what you've done for me, you did you keep saying you said the Matthew word. Matthew had a good year last year. But be, but Kevin Beard had a better year. He okay. had a better year. So matter of fact, matter of fact, uh Buddha Baker oh. Don't do that. Buddha had an amazing year last he did. year. I Matthew gotta go down to four and I gotta give Dang. I put Darren James up at one, Buddha at two, and then Beard at three. Yikes. And Matthew at four, in my opinion. Yikes. You're going to drop Matthew all the way down to four. Number four. Number okay. four. Okay. Well, these are four great safeties. So they, I mean, was, they was horrific in that secondary last year in Kansas City. They were. And Matthew it. was the only staple. Yeah. He was the only Kevin staple. Kevin Bitten them was top three defense all year last year for Tennessee. Yeah, and for sure. And he let his presence be known last year. He definitely did. Okay. Beard, Kevin right. Beard. 10-4, 10-4, 10-4. All right, man, so, yeah, we're going to have keep having fun with the Mad Rings, man, as they roll out. Hopefully that quarterback list comes out soon and we have a conversation. We're still waiting on some Kevin Durant news, Kyrie Irving news. Things are kind of slow right now. Yeah. Kind of um, slow. News on uh, James Harden just dropped. Okay. He signed a, he signed a two-year, $68.8 million oh dollar deal for two years. To stay with the uh, is it second year seventy to stay with the 76ers. Harden agrees to uh, uh, two years, sixty eight point six million dollar deal with the 76ers. Player options include the second year. Include the second year, yeah, okay. Play option. So he's gonna play one year on some cash and then try to go re up again. Wow, sixty eight point six. That's crazy. Black. Before we go, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Interesting thing. Shout out Colin Cowherd. Jimmy G's been clear to practice. He's 100% healthy, and now the 49ers have given him the uh, rights to go ahead and seek a trade. Hot team on the bubble right now, the Seattle Seahawks. They're the team on the bubble to acquire Jimmy G. Black, Jimmy G, is he a viable trade option right now at his stage of his career? Now, before you answer that, Jimmy G's a winner. Mm -hmm. He wins games. He was just in the NFC Championship game last year on a bum shoulder. He's been... A part of a winning organization with the Patriots. He's played in a Super Bowl and was literally two or three minutes away from having a Super Bowl championship in his possession. Does Jimmy G, is he getting the right amount of value for his services? Or do you think it's where it's supposed to be right now? For me, D, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of how they doing Jimmy G. Because like you say, he's a winner. He is. He wins games. He does what he has to do as a quarterback to win games. If his he does what his offensive coordinator tells him to do, and you know he he may not be like a Tom Brady or one of those guys, but the guy he's a winner. He does what he does well, in my opinion. 
And I, I for me, D, I think he just got to go to the right situation. I wouldn't want to see him nowhere in Seattle. What it's not a great offensive mind there. Mm. I wouldn't want to see him in no place like that. I want him to get somewhere where's a good offensive mind. Like I think the Giants would good be a good place for him because the offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills is the head coach now. Mm-hmm. That could potentially be something. You don't know what you're gonna get out of uh what's, like what's his nickname, Jones? What'd you call him? <laughs> Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny, really da- Danny, him, you don't know what you're gonna get out of Danny Dimes. Yeah. I think he got to go to situ- the right situation with with an offensive minded head coach, bro. He can't go nowhere like Seattle, or nothing like that, because he'll look horrible. Mm-hmm. He'll look horrible. I think he's. I could see him somewhere like the Giants. I think Giants should be putting in the call to try to see if they could get Jimmy G. I agree with that. I think that the New York Football Giants would be a great destination for Jimmy G. I really do. They got some talent there. They got a new regime there. I don't know if the New York Giants would win anything, but I do think the New York Giants would turn into a, a team that, man, we don't want to play them. They'll be better with Jimmy. Yeah, we don't want to play them. I yeah. agree with you in Seattle. I don't know what's – I mean, we're going to find out real quick what Seattle is because Russell Wilson is no longer there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I would like to see him with the Giants. Um, It'll be interesting to see where he lands. The Cleveland Browns have came out and said they were not – be trading for Jimmy G with the looming Deshaun Watson. Uh, so they just going to roll with Jacoby Brissett not knowing what to well, do. Well, yeah, they going to roll the dice. They going to roll the dice and then just kind of see where it's at. So, yeah, Nick Chubb um, going to run that mud about 25 times Yeah, him game, and Kareem man. Hunt, they'll have 30 <laughs> carries apiece. So we'll see what Jimmy G ends. I just want Jimmy G ends up. I just want to get your thoughts on Jimmy oh, G. Because yeah, yeah, Colin yeah. Cowherd, man, I don't he, got a problem with Jimmy, man. He a winner. He a grinder. Um, it ain't the prettiest thing, but he wins. He was yeah. literally one drive away from going to the Super Bowl again last year. So uh, we'll see what's up. All right. So all right, man. It's gonna wrap up today's episode, man. This was a fun one. Like I said, we're in the dead season, so to speak, of sports. So we're kind of putting topics together and roll out something, man, to give y'all some good sports content, man. So we hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, my name is Desiree L. Higgs Jr. Once again, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram at that name. Y'all hit me up, man. We definitely want to talk to y'all and see what y'all feel about that college football list and most of let your flying players. So y'all let us know, especially on Twitter, man, so we can have that dialogue. And uh, yeah, man, Black, what you got? Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate the love and support y'all give us, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Like you said, uh, some good things coming uh, coming, coming y'all way, man. Uh, appreciate all the love and support again. Uh, y'all can hit me at BlackENL3 on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. Absolutely, man. So we'll be back if there's any breaking news, of course. Um, but until next time, man, y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Share the episode. Share the show. Let everybody know there's a new sports show around. And your your DM Black or your favorite sportsologist. So tell your uncle, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your barber, your pool man, the dude who coming over to fix the AC, uh, the lady at the Chick-fil-A window, your side piece, your side homeboy, all that you got going on, man. Let them know that there's a new sports show in town. So until next time for episode 186, y'all be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll be talking to y'all soon, man. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.